Welcome to The Square, your podcast from the Iowa League of Cities, bringing you current and important topics from around the state to your town square. With our hosts, Mickey Shields, the Director of Membership Services, and Katie Wheeler, the League's Business Relations Coordinator. Our hosts bring you topics that matter to your town square. Welcome back to The Square, everybody. We hope your summer's going well. Katie, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you today? Doing pretty well. I uh, didn't. Did you just go camping? Is that right? Did you just go camping? <laughs> Tent <that> camping. Right? <laughs> so did we. Tent camping. Yes. And? It was, uh, well, it was fun. I, uh, as Katie knows, I, my wife and I went to Hinterland, a little music festival, not so little music festival in uh, St. Charles, Iowa. Mm-hmm. It's first time we've tent camped since our first anniversary. Um, and it was warm. <laughs> and loud but also a, a whole lot of fun so uh, well, yep i'm glad we did it uh my back held up didn't come out with a back <laughs> severe back problem That's <laughs> um, good. Uh, so far it doesn't seem like we got any poison ivy as well <laughs> so, probably not there You're yeah good. where did you go we went back to red hall which we've okay. been before we kind of like it there Where's that one at that's again? That's in Sheraton. Sheraton, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, cool. we had a great time. Yeah. I was a little nervous because it was going to rain. Yeah. And, and that's not fun in a tent, but it was fine. We had no issues. Yeah, this past yeah. weekend, there was a threat of rain the whole time. We kept on waiting for it and it never really got bad, thankfully. At least in southern Iowa. I think northern Iowa got hit. But, mm-hmm. yep, that would have added to the fun as well. <laughs> but we did. we made it out okay. So what's going on at the league? Annual conference and exhibit. We're yes. getting geared up. Uh, registration is still open, and we're getting our final plans done for that. And it's going to be a great event. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we're super excited. Uh, it's coming up here soon in September. And yeah, as Katie said, registration is still open. So folks should get in there and get registered right away. And we'll see you there in Coralville. Um, also, real quick to note, we have a lot of fall training, as usual, at the League of Cities, mm-hmm. including our budget workshops and our Municipal Leadership Academy. And uh, information about all of that will be going out in later September or early October. So keep an eye out for that. And as we always say, uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook and subscribe to League Weekly, our, our weekly e-newsletter e- um, and all those uh, great avenues for communication will be used to spread the information around about the upcoming training we have. So speaking of camping, some of you, some of our listeners may know our theme this year for our annual conference and exhibit is Camp Corville. Uh, we'll uh, be going over to Eastern Iowa in mid-September, September 15th through the 17th for our big annual event. And just so happens that we have the one and only Kelly Hayworth as our uh, future guest this month on The Square. Uh, many of you know this, but Kelly is Coralville City Administrator and has actually been on the podcast in the, uh, and before when we did some interviews from our 2018 conference in the exhibit hall. We are mm-hmm. uh, fortunate to have a handful of uh, attendees join us and give some thoughts about the conference that year, and Kelly was one of them. And uh, again, this year, Kelly's home of Coralville is the host to our annual events, and we're really excited to be going back to Coralville again. And Kelly, welcome back. How are you yeah. doing? 
Thank you, Mickey. It's uh, it's great. Um, it's good to have the league and the um, League of Cities Conference coming back to Corvo. We're all really excited to um, have people joining us here again. Yeah, well, yeah, it's really exciting for us. So how are preparations going? I know you and your team will always take this very seriously and want to have a great time and you always do so well at it. So uh, are you guys getting ready? Yeah, you bet. We're really looking forward to it. And we, we have your tent almost set up so uh, going with the camping theme we thought it was only appropriate that you have your own campsite with tent um you can decide whether you're going to share it with alan or not <laughs> well alan is a much more experienced camper than i am so i feel like i'd be in good hands you know he'd have all the the proper camping gear and, and whatnot which i definitely have learned here uh this past weekend that if you have some solid gear and a good plan uh you're gonna be okay uh you know, that makes all the difference. So I'm, I'm sure you guys will uh, outfit us quite well. With you, the... <laughs> you bet, uh, Mickey, as being in, um, I'm still involved in scouts and the motto mm -hmm. is be prepared. And so as long as you're prepared, um, you can, like you said, um, deal with almost anything. And we'll make sure that you are well prepared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Good. And so, Kelly, what kind of camping fun might we see from our friends at Coralville this year, besides Mickey's own personal tent? <laughs> <laughs> I think from a camping standpoint, you'll see some fun things around the Iowa River Landing, and, and you just might see some camping locations as you come in welcoming you um, to the Iowa River Landing. And, you know, one of the other uh, things that um, you can look forward to, that first opening night in the exhibit hall, Mm -hmm. um, I think they're going to have some camping snacks for you uh, to enjoy. Oh, well, if oh, you yeah. say snacks, that's right up my alley. So I'll <laughs> be there. <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be a fun one for sure. Uh, the last time, believe it or not, the league held our conference in Corville was in 2010. And there have been some just incredible additions to the Iowa River Landing, which is the, the area, the district where the headquarter hotel is uh, for the, in the convention center for the conference. So Kelly, can you highlight some of the amenities and uh, places to visit around the hotel and convention center? Oh, you bet. We've got a lot of new things, like you said, Mickey, over the last, uh, you know, 10 plus years. And one of them is the extreme arena and, mm -hmm. and the uh, green state field house is a new addition that just opened this last year. And um, that's going to be an opportunity for people to see that new facility um, several different times. There will be some tours. There will be opportunities uh, for the presidential reception um, mm -hmm. for people to make their way through the arena and, and to the party that will be on True North um, Plaza. And so that's one new addition. And in the um, lower level of the, um, that facility, is two new museums that have relocated from older space, and they have really done an excellent job of um, opening up in their new spaces. One is the Johnson County Historical Museum, and the other one is the Antique Car Museum of Iowa. And um, it's really fun to see them in their new space, and they're excited to show that off. In addition, uh, we've got a new hockey team that'll be starting this yeah. fall. And, you know, that's... Um, uh, something that we're really, really excited about is um, the ECHL hockey team. 
And um, one of the things that they'll have open is their new team store um, will be open in as part of the arena, which will have both their uh, their team uh, merchandise, but they'll also, Mickey, for you and my for you and my purposes, they'll also be selling um, Hawkeye gear as well. So oh, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to open that have that open as well. Back Pocket Brewery is continuing to really do some great things and they're going to have some new brews um, available and they're right outside the headquarters hotel. And so mm-hmm. people can always make their way over there um, at lunchtime or evening and um, see what's new at, at opening there. We also got several new restaurants since the last time people have here and um, the 30 hop folks have opened a new one called tribute. That's one of my personal yeah. favorites. And so that'll be another fun place for people to visit as they have some extra time in that visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was lucky enough to get a tour with you, Kelly, and, and some others uh, of the arena. And it's just a, an incredible facility uh, supported by the city council and all the city staff there, along with the whole community, to bring something to the, to the area that was really needed. And then to add in a hockey team, and I think the what the Hawkeye volleyball team is going to make it their home, right, Kelly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it'll be home to the um, Iowa volleyball University of Iowa volleyball team will be there. The hockey team. We've got a lot of um, concerts announced that will mm-hmm. be held this fall and next spring. So we're um, looking forward to that as well. Um, and then just a lot of different family shows. Disney on Ice will be here. Harley Globetrotters and all of those other kind of fun activities that are a little different. And then the field house is um, a very special area for us um, because that's an area where we get a lot of youth coming mm-hmm. into our community and visiting and having tournaments and practices as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a really, really cool place. Um, the other thing too, that I, I would tell the listeners and anyone interested in coming to the conference is that it, this is all very walkable. This is all closely connected. Uh, the city just has done a tremendous job over the years planning this whole district out. So it's easily accessible to anyone. You can park in one spot and really get throughout the whole district easily, go to different restaurants and the arena and convention center. So uh, it's gonna make it really nice for us in our conference mm-hmm. purposes that people can just park in the ramp and that's it. You leave your car there, just walk around the district. You can get to all these places really easily. Yeah, like you said, Mickey, um, people can come in on Wednesday and and stay through Friday and never move their car because there's plenty of things to do and see. And no matter where you stay um, in the district, you'll be able to easily walk and enjoy your walk um, uh, during the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, you said Hawkeye stuff and and the brewery. You know, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> so it's right up my alley. It's yeah. going to be so much fun. So beyond the Iowa River landing, which is cool enough, but every time I go back to Coralville, uh, and this is I hear this from other people around the state, it seems like there's something new. There's a new addition. There's a new subdivision. There's new development going on. So what else is going around that you wanted to maybe share about the things that you and your team have been doing around the community? Yeah, we um, we do have some fun things happening in our community. A lot of infrastructure type of things are happening. The Interstate 380 and 80 is under construction and they'll mm-hmm. be under construction for another couple of years. But in addition to that, one of the things that um, I personally enjoy is all of our trail systems that have been built around the community. 
And just um, a month ago, the um, trail connecting Coralville and Iowa City along the Iowa River as part of the Iowa River Trail System um, was just completed. And that included mm -hmm. a bridge over Clear Creek and then the connection point to Iowa City. And that's one that's really exciting for both Coralville and Iowa City because that really opens up the opportunities for people to enjoy uh, the trail system um, as well. And mm -hmm. one of the great things in our area is all of the communities work well together. And so Coralville and Tiffin and North Liberty and Iowa City are all connected by the trail systems. And um, that's something that we're very proud of that we've all been able to um, work on together. And so you'll see some um, interesting things um, in those areas and our open spaces that um, things that we've been able to work on. And one of the big things um, that our staff has been working on is green infrastructure. And so you'll see some of that in the Iowa River Landing, but it's all around the community, whether it's new stormwater practices, uh, new ways to provide parking and, and um, just in general open space areas that um, not only provide great green space, but they also um, have environmental benefits as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's so important these days uh, for many reasons. And uh, Corville, in a lot of ways, you guys have been the leader. Uh, in fact, Iowa River Landing, uh, one of the one of the things back in the day was considered a brownfield site, which is folks aren't familiar with brownfields. There was ground contamination that was really a hindrance to development. And Corville is one of the leading communities across the entire country when uh, utilizing the EPA's program uh, to help clean up the contamination and prepare that whole district for development. Uh, and so that that's always, I know for you guys, been at the forefront of your planning efforts and development efforts is to incorporate uh, sustainable practices. Yeah, we, um, we've worked very hard and our staff and council and mayor have, have really emphasized that um, very strongly. And, you know, I, that would be one thing that people that come to the conference, I'd encourage you to learn a little bit about what the district was before some mm -hmm. people may have actually um, seen what it was like um, back in the day if they went to the University of Iowa or were traveling down to Interstate 80. One of the things that we say, unfortunately, is all the things you don't want your community was in your community was located in that one spot. Mm -hmm. And um, this was a really um, complete changeover. And, you know, one of the things that people will see is that we still have some more opportunities to continue to grow and change. And so over the next five years, you'll continue to see um, some additions to that area. You bet. You bet. So one other thing about Kelly that some of our listeners may not know, I mean, you are super famous among our city government world, but you're in the league's hall of fame. Uh, so as a hall of famer, you got that credibility. What would you tell a newer city official about the league's annual conference? Well, I think one of the things, first of all, I'm very proud of the fact that the um, league honored me in that way, and it is a great honor. But one of the things I would tell any new official is that the league conference is a great opportunity to learn, but it's also a great opportunity to network and meet mm -hmm. other city officials from around the state. And there's always somebody, if you have a concern, you have a problem, you have something, a little project that you're working on, there's somebody going to be at the League of Cities that can help you out. And so I would just encourage people to come and, um, and meet new people that you might not have met before. 
because you're going to really learn a lot from that. Yeah, that's just, I uh, couldn't have said it better ourselves. That's uh, the, one of the biggest aspects of this conference is is just that networking, getting to meet new people, vent a little about the issues in your community, find better ways of doing things back home, sharing successes, sharing challenges. That's that's what is a, a one of the biggest parts of this. And of course, the exhibit hall with Katie, uh, right? You do, <laughs> you've got it all set to go. And I know that's where a lot of those conversations occur. And we'll be ready. Yeah, you bet. The exhibit hall is just outstanding. And, you know, you hear or you you get a talk to on the phone or you get mailings from groups, um, businesses, uh, consultants from across the state. And um, this is your chance to really meet them in person. And they all do an excellent job of showing um, some examples of where um, they've been able to use their skills to improve a community or a project. And that's one of the things I really enjoy about the exhibit hall is being able to see what's been new and what's happening around the state um, because of the work of these consultants. Right, right. Yeah, well, we are, again, super excited to be heading to Coralville. I cannot wait to see you, Kelly, and then the whole team there, along with all the attendees. Uh, you guys have always been tremendous hosts. And again, I can't tell people enough how much fun the Iowa River Landing District is. There's just so much to do there. Um, it's just a really going to be a really exciting uh, week for us, and we'll be seeing you soon. Yeah, we look forward to having everybody. And if anybody has any questions, feel free to call Corville City Hall because we'd be glad to answer anything that you um, questions or concerns or ideas you, that you might have. But um, we really are looking forward to having people here and to have a good time. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your time, Kelly, as always, and uh, keep up the great work. We'll see you soon. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Mickey, I am excited to introduce our next guest, which is Travis Squires of Piper Sandler. Piper Sandler is one of the league's Community Alliance partners. We want to just kind of start by hearing a little about your background. If you can share with our listeners where you grew up, went to school, and how you got to Piper Sandler. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, I grew up uh, living on a family farm in small town rural Iowa near uh, Center Point, just north of the Cedar Rapids area. Uh, my family still farms in my home area. Um, I went to high school, Center Point Urbana. After high school, I played baseball for two years at Northwestern College in Orange City before uh, transferring to finish up my studies at the University of Northern Iowa with a degree of finance. So I've, I've lived in most parts of the state. I, I joined Piper Jaffray shortly after graduating college as an analyst and have worked to become one of the partners in our Des Moines office. And I, I recently celebrated 15 years at the firm, uh, now Piper Sandler. Uh, but it's been a, it's a good run so far. And how did you end up in the world of municipal finance and in particular at uh, Piper Sandler? That's a, a great question and, and one that my partners and I at Piper often uh, kick around as how did we end up in this, like well, kind of think of it more of a niche business of working with uh, municipal clients on government projects. And, and for me, I think it, it goes back to, you know, part of who I am being a small town Iowa guy. I just really like the people in Iowa. Mm -hmm. um, yep. I, they think similarly um, and they share a lot of the same values. So 
when I walk into a room of, uh, you know, in the city council chambers or city manager's office, you know, I, I do feel like uh, there's a lot of people that I, that I can relate to. So it, it was really intriguing to me to be in that side of the business. And then public finance um, has the feel of something that is close to home, that you're doing work that matters and helping finance projects that matter. And, you know, while, you know, we, you don't think of the, the glamour of helping a city complete a, a wastewater treatment plant project as being, you know, one of those things you, you build uh, statues and, uh, you know, you get uh, trinkets with big displays of that. Um, right. You know, there, there's certainly a, a quality of life thing that you're impacting people's life. And, and we do a lot of work on the, on the school district uh, front as well and community colleges and, and county work. But, uh, you know, we see these projects, you know, kind of being birthed from the original ideas of, you know, we have some improvements we'd like to make to uh, being, you know, school district projects being completed and, you know, seeing communities be genuinely thankful that, you know, you've got a project done that helps either with economic development or uh, provide educational opportunities for the, the people in their area. Um, so mm -hmm. there, there's a nice, there's a nice mix of, uh, things that are intrinsically valuable in, in what I in what I do, so it mm -hmm. keeps me coming back each year, I guess you would say. And so, what about Piper Sandler? What kind of work do you you all do for local governments when they when you talked about helping projects get done? What does it mean for a city or a, a school district or a county government to work with you guys? What do they What do they need from you? Mickey, thanks for the question. And the question seems like it should be relatively simple. What kind of work do you do? Uh, but I'd say that it definitely takes on a more nuanced approach depending on what the client needs. Um, as, a, as a firm, we provide financial solutions for our clients and we help them gain access to capital funding for their projects. But on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, that takes on uh, different uh, tasks and roles. For example, uh, Earlier today, I've been reviewing debt profiles and, and resources for optimizing a city's uh, capital plan and, and doing refinancing. I've spent time um, consulting on how they can implement a capital plan, um, what their dreams are, what projects they want to fund, can they do it within their resources, uh, or what additional resources might they need. Uh, we spend time answering budget and tax rate questions and Spend a lot of time looking through cash flows, uh, city's utility, uh, looking at rate recommendations when they're applying for SRF loans or working with federal programs in the USDA, financing assistance. You know, all of that's kind of wrapped into kind of one package in my mind of helping them find solutions for their uh, utility projects. Uh, we also spend time working through tax increment financing, uh, helping entities you know, determine the best route for them, looking at cash flows, do they have availability, what it might cost their other funds, spend time working through the TIF reporting system. We ultimately do then end up traveling to a lot of public meetings, presenting information either to a city council or for other public consumption. Uh, kind of looks a little bit more like a teaching role in some ways. Um, and then you know, ultimately when a client gets to the point where they're trying to finance the project. You know, we spend time quarterbacking the legal action steps with the attorneys, uh, working with your schedules. Um, it's a kind of a all hands on deck um, 
comprehensive look at this. And, you know, one of our goals when we are working with a client is to have them think of us as a partner uh, to be involved from the early stages of financing the project and making decisions so that we can give them uh, our best advice and uh, industry knowledge that we've accumulated. You know, this is a really good plug for a workshop at our annual conference and exhibit um, this September. Piper Sandler and Travis and some of his colleagues are doing a workshop called It's Time to Have a Talk, and it's about this exact topic. So I really encourage you all to attend that one. I think it'll be a great session. And Travis, I also am curious that what are some of the current trends in municipal financing and bonds? Again, a, a good question. You know, I guess the, the carryover trend that makes all the, the headlines is that we've been in a, a very low interest rate environment, especially over the past year. Um, but really, it's continued on from prior years as well. Um, I I think there's a, a lot of, you know, noise on inflation. Um, you know, mm-hmm. fortunately, that hasn't been something at this point that has really impacted the municipal bond market. Um, but I do see that there will likely be some longer term trends that we'll have to just continue to monitor. Uh, but the, the thing that is, is kind of true of the type of work that we do with our, our clients is uh, that doesn't mean that the street doesn't need replaced. It doesn't mean that the wastewater treatment plant isn't uh, an important improvement, uh, both environmentally and, you know, according to regulation. So a lot of the stuff will still need to get done, but just have to monitor the, the long-term cost. Um, I, a second trend that we have started to uh, see, and really it's been in place over the last few years, but gaining a little bit more popularity is alternate financing methods through bank placement process that will typically involve maybe both local, regional, and national banks uh, providing a municipality with proposals for review. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we do a lot of coordination of that effort and, and bringing those investors to the table. And it does allow the cities to avoid some of the red tape uh, and cost of the conventional market access. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's really uh, a, a nice option for uh, you know, smaller financings or complicated revenue financings. Uh, there'll be some financings where you're really not able to achieve the same competitive interest rates. So doing what was done before um, really makes a lot of sense. So each Situation is pretty fact dependent, and you know one of the things we I think we pride ourselves on our firm is just kind of you know, let's put all the options on the table and make certain you understand that it's available to you instead of just doing what was done before. Um, right. so we, I we, love that. We like to bring our knowledge to the table; otherwise, you know, we're not providing much value. Um, <laughs> I guess the one of the the cool things that I would say another trend. I don't know if it's a I'd call it a national trend, but we've really been working with some of our clients around the state on, on implementing uh, some creative capital financing plans that are allowing them to lower their cost of borrowing and, and actually kind of reduce their need on the capital markets. Um, you know, in, in a sense, almost going to a pay-as-you-go approach on a lot of their projects, uh, which can't quite be pay-as-you-go because a lot of them are still using a debt service levy, but it might only be like a, a one-year levy to pay for your projects, which 
Right. If you step back and think about it, it makes sense, but it's kind of difficult and it does require some discipline to get to that point. So we've been trying to implement some really cool things with some clients and you know, those are just kind of born out of that whole listening phase on projects and what do you want to accomplish that we, we do with capital planning. Well, wrapping up, Travis, do you have any advice or tips to share with our listeners that may be thinking about doing some kind of project or financing a type of uh, some kind of purchase? Yeah, that's a, as I think through advice and tips that are generic and not specific, um, one thing that I, I will note is that um, that the people in uh, my field, my uh, competitors, I guess you will say, that I work with, you know, they're generally good people. Um, you know, they, mm -hmm. they mean well. And so I would say don't be afraid to rely upon them and ask them questions. Um, whether or not you work with Piper or another firm, uh, don't don't think of us as people who are ready to start the clock or the ticking clock on an hourly bill. Right. Um, so I think that's one tip. You know, it's always best on these financing projects. The the earlier we're involved, um, the better advice we can give. Um, yep. And I'd say you know don't be a afraid to ask questions and think strategically, um, think long-term, um, you know, there's, there's always the immediate buyer as a, that you want to put out and have accomplished, but you know, think long-term about what your goals, you know, what are some of the things you want to accomplish as a city and be willing to share those with, you know, others, you know, that, doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's signed off on doing the project, but it, it at least allows us to think and add our creativity to your situation. And I think the, the last thing would just, you know, don't assume there's only one way to finance a project the way you financed it mm -hmm. the last time um, may not be the best this time uh, markets change. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're more than happy to dialogue on that. There's, there's never like a, a gotcha or, Hey, you didn't know that. Wow. What's what's wrong with you? You know, we we genuinely care. Um, I'm a, I'm an Iowan, and and I love going to small towns in Iowa. So, I would ask if I'm traveling there for people to uh, give me tips on where I should get some food on the way. It's always, <laughs> you know, I, if if I'm asking for advice and tips back, it's always surrounding food. So, I, I, <laughs> nice. I, I can definitely be persuaded with a a good burger run somewhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm much the same way. <laughs> well, thank you, Travis, for hopping on the square. We appreciate the partnership and appreciate all the work you do for local governments around the state. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, we, we really look forward to uh, having the, the conference this year. Uh, it's it's yeah. been a weird year of not getting to see as many of our, our, our clients and colleagues that we work with across the state. So I uh, hope everybody uh, stays in good health. Well, thanks to uh, Travis and Kelly for joining this month's podcast. Uh, Katie, we are in full on conference planning right now. We got a lot of work to do. Uh, for all our listeners out there, we hope to see you in Corville. We're really excited for this year's annual conference. Um, Katie will be zooming around the exhibit hall in case you want to see her in action. 
and Mickey will be hanging out in his tent. So why wouldn't you want to come and see that? Yeah. You can see me in all my camping glory. Yeah. <laughs> Should be a blast. Should be a blast. As always, follow us on League Weekly, Twitter, Facebook, and send in your questions and comments to the square at iowaleague.org. And thank you for listening as always. We'll see you next month.